you forget to do that. So the whole purpose of, of Advent is to prepare us for something. By the way, anybody know what Advent means? Before it starts. Kind of, yeah. It actually comes from the Latin, and it means the word is coming. Now, the Latin is when they took this from the Latin, they translated the word originally from the Greek. The Greek is one of my favorite words. It's called parousia. P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. It means, again, coming. What it meant, Parousia. What it, became, what it came to mean was that um, we were expecting the coming of the Messiah. And especially for the church, it was for the second coming of the Messiah. So Advent actually developed in the fourth century, uh, we believe, in some uh, circles in Spain and Gaul. Um, by the fifth century, it became pretty in, in, intact. By the sixth century, Advent was connected to Christmas. Previously, Advent was originally designed as, like Lent, a 40 days of fasting and preparation for Epiphany. Uh, the, the, the Epiphany uh, Sunday is the Sunday that the church celebrates, uh, at least the mainline churches and Catholic, the Catholic Church would celebrate uh, the coming of the Magi. Would also celebrate uh, that same day was also set aside to celebrate uh, the, sometimes the first miracle of Christ and, and also the baptism of Christ. So Advent was a preparation for baptism originally. Uh, it came to also, and, and it was a looking forward to the fact that Christ would return. By the sixth century, it had been tied in with Christmas. And so you have four weeks, two weeks are set aside to think about Christ coming a second time, two weeks set aside to commemorate and to uh, celebrate uh, the fact that he came the first time. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell uh, what it is. It, if you think about it, the church uh, struggled with uh, a, a similar situation with Israel in, in many churches today, churches in Cuba, churches in, in uh, China, uh, believers in North um, Korea, believers in other parts of the world uh, that are facing persecution are longing for the coming of Christ because it will relieve the suffering that they're going through. And so the church is in a very similar situation as Israel was in the Old Testament, in exile, waiting and hoping with prayerful expectation for the coming of the Messiah. You would look at the past and you say, because of the past, I can trust God for the future. And one of the most, for me, one of the most poignant Advent songs uh, in our hymnals, uh, and again, I know that Kensington doesn't use hymnals, that's fine, um, is the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, a haunting tune uh, set in a minor key and designed to have a, a tugging of your heart, a longing for something yet to come. And if you remember the words, it's O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lowly exile here. Until the Son of God appears, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. 
And that's the hope that we have. That's what we're looking for, is we're looking for Christ to return and to take us um, home to be with him. Uh, there is a, Some of you might practice the Advent wreath. I don't know if you do that or if you've ever seen one. The Advent wreath is designed to be four candles that are lit each uh, each week. One is lit usually uh, around the ring of the Advent uh, wreath, if you will. The last, the fifth candle is sometimes added to the middle, and that candle is designed to be the, uh, to represent Christ's coming, and is usually uh, is lit on Christmas Day. The first candle, the first week, is the week for hope and promise, which, by the way, is what we're in today. So we'll go there for, we'll go there next, and talk a little bit about that and, and start to unpack this for us. Um, I hope you had a chance to read the first couple of. Uh, um, days of reading, not only scripture, but also the um, uh, the writings that were there. I think it helps to set us up for this idea that, that what we have at this point in time in our lives is the assurance that Christ said he will come again, but we have the everyday experience of waiting and suffering. Does that sound like something that we're going through right now, especially in the midst of COVID? Is there a need for hope? A yeah. need for whether or not, you know, whether we believe it's as bad as the government has been telling us, whether we, uh, whether it's not as bad, it doesn't matter because we're, uh, we're still bound by the same rules and regulations for the entire country. I know the whole world, there are people that are fearful. There are people that are locked in their homes. I know for a fact there's a there's a there's a family I know that is still spraying down all of their uh, they they won't go out to get any um, groceries they go they have them delivered and they have them delivered into their garage and they spray them down they have to, they sit there for several days before they even bring them into the house <laughs> uh, my daughter in fact it's my daughter's uh, some of my daughter's in laws. Uh, are practicing this and uh, she sent them an article that said and she remember she's a microbiologist and, and geneticist uh, she said that, you know it's been proven that that doesn't do anything you don't have to do that and they're going yeah but we're real comfortable doing that and it's part of our routine now okay you know but they're fearful about what might happen now I don't know whether that's it it's it's a problem or not it could be maybe it isn't um, Regardless, the point is that people are struggling right now, and we need hope. And I'll tell you where you can find hope is where? Through the word. With the word, yeah. Yeah. Well, the second get out thing of your life. I'm sorry? None of us get out of here alive. Don't stop no, worrying don't. about it. But isn't, that, isn't that a good thing in some ways? Is it a good thing? Uh, well, it's, yeah, because it's, it's, it's to just be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. Just saying, if you're a believer, there's a there's a great hope in that. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot of paranoia. I can't. It's amazing how so many some some people uh, it affects them so differently. Like some people could care less, and some people uh, don't come out of their house. Yep. And then some well, constantly reminded a little more often. That's all. We're constantly reminded not to worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it amazing that God's dwelling place eventually is going to be right here among us, although he already is here. He resides in our hearts. 
but we know that when when we are um, reunited with him in a, in a bodily form as well, that says there's no need for uh, light because God the Father and God the Son are the light that is necessary, and they'll make their dwelling place among us in Revelation 21, verse 3. So if you'd looked at this, if you looked at the idea of the sovereign, glorious return for Christ and, their, and the earthly, everyday experience of waiting and suffering, think about this. 2,000 years have passed since Christ came, and he promised he would come again. This whole concept of expecting his coming, do, do we expect it? Do we really look forward to it? Do we think that it could happen today or are we thinking, oh, well, it, isn't, it hasn't happened in 2,000 years. I'm sure it won't happen today. I guarantee you for, for each one of us, it will happen within the next 30 years. <laughs> well, <laughs> speak for, for yourself. Yeah, you might on. make it to 100, so maybe there might be an exception. That's right. That's right. Bob, Bob's sitting there counting on his hands. Are you counting on your hands the number – <laughs> 30 years what do you mean i'm gonna be i'm only gonna be 70 right bob <laughs> oh, you're muted muted so if you're talking to us we can't hear you bud no i i'm just agreeing with you sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm seeing him counting on his fingers going uh how old am i gonna be yeah. i have a calculator that helps me occasionally too, so. 40 with that I used to hear somebody say that you should find out how many weekends you have left. Yeah. My wife has it down to the number of Christmases she thinks she has left. Oh, my gosh. Remember, remember Steve Andrews? He, he had that jar of marbles, and yeah. he said, uh, so let us number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And he, he, he had a marble in there. He, he, you know, he figured out the average age and subtracted what he was from it and said, well, that's how many – Marbles I got left on average. Yeah. And every week you would throw one away. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. I Sometimes saw we need to we need to be reminded of that. I saw a post the other day where someone said he doesn't mind death, he just didn't want to be there when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. What you uh, I like it. think of this passage in, in um in Revelation, let's see if I can find it in um, I'm looking for nine. In verse 9 of Revelation chapter 1, it says, I, John, your brother and companion, in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that is ours in Christ. Oh, that seem a little does that strike strike you as odd i'm i'm a companion with you in suffering and patiently enduring but i'm also a companion in the kingdom of god doesn't it seem odd that the kingdom of god would include suffering and patient enduring i joined your brother is that a uh, irony is that uh, juxtaposition that's odd that's the promise of uh, the lord he said that in this world you will have a tribulation what's tribulation the people that are part of the kingdom of god yeah 
Yeah, I mean, no. he said he... The tra tradition is that John, they tried to kill John by boiling him, and he didn't yeah. die, so they exiled him. So right. he, had a, he had a rough go for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And don't we all? I do. Yeah. I think one of the things that's, that to me has is, is become very apparent over the years is that uh, I used to think I'd look at, at some people's lives and think, man, their life is perfect. It's, it's amazing. You know, there's nothing going. I wish I had their life until I got to know them. Yeah. And then I realized just how bad they had it. And I started mm -hmm. becoming rather thankful for what, the, you know, what things I was going through. Yep. Said saying everyone's normal until you get to know them. <laughs> Everybody has a perfect yeah, life until good. you actually get to know what what's going on in life. So it, endurance is it uh, just merely being patient? No, I think it's work for it. Work for it, okay. How else would you? What else would you describe with endurance? Besides, that's good. Let's 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 expand on that. Survival. Yeah, daily. Survival. Okay. Daily, what else? Daily, hourly, but brain, whatever. Brain. Okay. All right. What else? The word wait. Um, yep. Wait on the Lord. Uh, that's patience. There's something yeah. about eagles' wings and stuff, but but the word wait, waiting for the Lord. Yeah. Isaiah Stay strong that. while running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think of endurance. I think of long distance running. I think yeah. of all the changes and adaptation that they have to go through for that endurance, right? It's not always the same race. Yeah. Got to adapt and change and be ready for it and prepare for it. And it's good. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a certain amount of endurance that, that, that means that we have to stick to it. Well, we don't just give up. No, you're pushing me on that point where you would give up. You know, okay. you're going beyond the, the easiness. Get off the couch, move a little bit, move a little bit more, keep moving, then get out the door. That's, <laughs> That's two weeks. So, <laughs> one of the writers here uses the, this, the term tenacious and courageously strong. That's perfect. As, ja as, Joshua uh, chapter one, verse eight and nine. Which is? is? Since we're not too lazy to. This, this book of the laws shall not depart from you, meditate day and night. And I told you, be courageous and strong because I'm there with you. I'm every there with day. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, the courageous part comes from our intention, not the grand taking for granted days there all the time, which is, but we have to make the decision to be courageous. There's a part that we have to play in it, not out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yesterday's reading talks about hope that, that begins in the darkness. That, is that the way hope works? To begin in darkness? Um, you know, yeah, that's the, actually the way it is. I remember Pino de Luca, which is the first believer from Castelvetrano, 
during the ministry there, he couldn't see me. He could hear me. And I asked him one day, I said, how will you believe in me, what I'm saying, what I'm preaching? He said, I don't need to see it. I hear it. So, and we hear it when we read the word, we're reading it to ourselves, we read it to others. I don't see God physically. He's there. I don't need to see God. People are searching for God in, in the entire universe, trying to see if they can grasp of him when he's already there. It's faith. And you know, people can uh, hear in your voice that you believe. Yep. Um, if, you, if you've ever, um, if you've ever just been talking with someone in an or about something ordinary, and they say to you, all of a sudden, sometimes they'll ask, "Can you pray for me?" And you haven't been talking to them about anything that has to do with prayer, mm -hmm. yeah. or, they, or they, or they say. Um, say something to you about uh, you're a man of God, aren't you? Mm. And you've just been having, you might have just been talking about baseball, <laughs> but, so, but somewhere in there, they heard in your voice a conviction about your belief in God, and they ask you. And, you know, that's, that's that woman that uh, you were talking about, Giuseppe. She did, like she said, she didn't need to see it. She could hear it in you, and uh, oftentimes we don't know what we what we present to people, um, because it, it, hopefully it's it's just part of us and it's ordinary with us. Good, good. You know, I, I reading. Go ahead, Dan. Um, reading these last couple of days, the information that was sent to us was excellent. It. Uh, Got me thinking of a lot of things, um, and it's really impactful. <laughs> I started laughing because when we were all over the, the word, and I know how slow we go when we're just reading a few scriptures and laughing to myself, we'll never get through all of this. <laughs> um, but I, I think we, we, we sometimes in our walk, and I'm guilty of this too, we deaden the spirit. The Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is constantly with us. Um, I believe in Corinthians, the, the operate any of the gifts, you know, the spirit has to be involved. And the, the spirit, we grieve it sometimes and we don't realize it. And we, we um, he's there for us, you know, to, to, to work with us. And each one of us is individually at a different point of our life or a walk and in, in where we're at. And, and sometimes um, uh, consistency is so important in prayer and in our walk and in our reading. And, and um, if anything, uh, it's done to me the last few days is reading this Advent. I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we are. And, boy, was it insightful and impactful for me. Uh, mm. It's just because of all what was in there from Revelation to Zechariah to um, everything that, uh, it just lays a foundation. And I just think sometimes we don't allow the spirit to work within our lives. 
because we're impatient. We're Western culture. We don't, you know, <clears throat> we're going to let the government tell us what to do. You know, we're just. Well, you know, uh, I want patience and I want it right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the teacher. That's just not how the spirit of God works. and That's right. I'm just as frustrated at times. I mean, don't think I got all the answers because I don't. But uh, I know that um, the more I relax and allow the spirit to work with me, I'm just better off. Good, good. Someone had started to say something earlier. Oh, it was Tom. Tom, you were going to say well, something? Well, in, in yesterday's reading uh, from Romans 5, I mean, it. And I, I'm thinking, and maybe it's because of my current situation, but, you know, it, it talks about, you know, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, mm -hmm. uh, a perseverance character, and character hope. And to Dan's point is, is that, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So, you know, I can't help but, you know, be hopeful when, you know, uh, when I think about that and think about God's word and his provision and, and the fact that he sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us when he, when he went up to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that hope, uh, what the scripture seems to indicate there in, in, in uh, Romans five is that uh, hope starts as it's a process to, to get to hope. It doesn't just automatically happen. Um one uh, uh, one writer, in fact, a writer from yesterday, said, "Hope begins in chaos." Mm. I, I bet Tom. I'm going to put words in Tom's mouth at the moment, but I, I, I've got to imagine a couple of months ago, a month or so ago, uh, Tom felt like his world was in chaos. You know, uh, maybe I'm just uh, said maybe I'm putting words in his mouth, but you you think what's going on? This isn't the way I planned my life. I had all all sorts of plans, things I wanted to have happen, and 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 we tell. Uh, the other thing that was interesting was that the, the uh, an, uh, a line that out of this reading that said, "When we tell the truth of pain, even the pain of hope, it's important. We have to tell the truth. Sometimes truth truth is supposed to help us get to hope, but." We have to listen to it. We have to listen to all the truth. I love the passage out of Zechariah. I, I, be honest with you, I've read, I've read Zechariah. I don't know how many times. I got portions of it underlined. I, I think it's an important uh, mm -hmm. book, and yet I totally missed uh, in Zechariah chapter nine, verse twelve. It says it talks about prisoners of hope. What 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 does that what does that mean to you? The the concept of being a prisoner of hope. It's kind of a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> um, embrace it. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me. What what verse was that, by the way? Zechariah nine uh, twelve. The passage says specifically, return to your fortresses, O prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore uh, twice as much to you. Mm -hmm. 
This is uh, out of the passage that we talk with, that is the passage, the, the prophecy of uh, Jesus, uh, of the Messiah riding uh, into Jerusalem on the, a donkey, the colt and the foal of a donkey. In, uh, in uh, Zechariah 9, uh, verses 9 and uh, verse 9, and following that some other portions. But. So your king comes to you righteous and victorious. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Written yep. uh, a thousand years before, maybe. <laughs> well, the scripture didn't say he'd be there then. It didn't say he'd be there right now. He just said it would. He would come. Yeah. And and the way that the uh, Israelites looked at things in those days, they looked for uh, military leaders or mm-hmm. you know men that. Uh, uh, portrayed power yep. rather than really yeah yeah they were looking for military and political power well you think about it this way hope is um it's a weakness if you're in the military you're you know or if you're a doer you know um hope as we're believers uh it's necessary it's 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 necessary one for our growth. It's necessary for our walk. Um, it's necessary how we're led, because it's it's the Spirit of God leading us, the Holy Spirit leading us. Um, I may have an agenda or a plan, um, but it's it's um, the hope of His coming, the hope of uh, where I'm being led, and. At times, that is a, um, um, I must say, a scary feeling, but an unsettling feeling. It's not like, okay, I'm in college, I have my degree, I'm in my profession, I'm doing, you know, uh, everything's laid out. Um, in our walk and in our life, it's not laid out. Situations happen, uh, children, uh, grand, you know, grandchildren, everything can change. Yep. And it can change your outlook, but we need constantly to have hope and, and a foundation. Mm-hmm. I have a question. How sure. hard is it to uh, have hope when you think you have the answers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's too hard personally, but you know, just say, uh, you, you, you hope and you know what's right to do or what you think you're supposed to do. No, it, it's more difficult yeah, yeah. when, when yeah. you find out that you don't have the answers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's when you push hope out there and use it and rely on it. But I wonder sometimes, you know, we think we know everything, we have the answer and stuff. And I wonder if we don't pray enough, you know, to make sure we're doing the right thing and, and hope we are doing the right thing and doing what God wants. That's kind of where I was going with that. Good. I think one of the things for me that that's interesting is that if you're going to hope, it really helps if you know, if you have a background that says, I can trust God because mm-hmm. one of the things you'll find if you read the, read the Psalms a lot is that inevitably every time that there's a specific, a really serious worship hymn or, or song in, in, in the Psalms, Psalms remember our songs that have been put to, just put down on paper, right? So they often, uh, even the, the early messages that the apostles taught when they taught the Jewish people, what did they do? 
They recited the history of Israel. Why? Because they could see how God had worked in the past, and it gave them what for the future? Hope for the future. We're doing the same. Yeah, yeah, if we keep a, a track of what God has been doing in our hearts and lives, it should give us hope for the future. Hope, well, though, kind of, you're good. No, I was going to say, that's kind of along the lines, I think, of what is useful for uh, Tom's journal, you know, describing things that he's gone through and um, rebuilding on them and, and saying, seeing the path that already happened. So maybe there is a brighter future coming up. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 When I when I have been in bad situation where I felt like my my world has crumbled, um, and I felt like that you know where is God in the midst of whatever it is that I'm going through? One of the things that I have taken solace in in the in the dark night, sitting in the dark alone, is I start to try to remember what has God done for me in the past. And eventually, not always real as as, off, as quickly as it should, but eventually I start thinking, you know what? If I trusted, if he's if he came through for me then, why do I question whether or not he'll come through for me now? <clears throat> yep. Well, to borrow from Val's favorite book, <laughs> <laughs> it's consider it per that's the new title, brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, which is just what we are talking about, which produces character, which produces hope. Yep. yep. And if you read that book of James, that's about the whole thing uh, through James is about hope and endurance. Uh, when you look in the look up about what biblical endurance uh, would mean, there are about the I don't know nine or so scriptures that they relate that come from the book of James. And then of course throughout the uh, rest of the Bible there are uh, smatterings of, of hope but dominated dominated by scriptures from the book of James. Uh, and these are not just suggestions. These are <laughs> things that James himself experienced. Mm -hmm. You see, he went through this stuff. Otherwise, why in the world write it? It will be just philosophical thinking, philosophical speaking. Yes. You know, something without no substance. And when he gives you the challenge, uh, show me your faith. He's asking you what you have done with it, which is uh, something proven rather than something up there in the sky or whatever, or wishful thinking. It, when he put the faith in action, he sees the results. Then he has results to say, that's what happened with what I did. The same that we can say what, what the group believed and trust, it's happening overseas. Do you see what, what I'm going? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, it's one thing to read it and one thing to understand that he went through what he's trying to encourage the believer to keep on doing. You know, I came to Christ very, very, very late, over 50 years, you know, not knowing him. 
and uh, I know now how much I how I was always lost, always angry. Uh, now I'm just sometimes angry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's such a change to your life, um, and I don't know. Somebody wants me, and I don't see why, but he does, and I'll do what I can for him. Amen. Amen. What do you think? What does what as we finish up this the last few minutes of our specific time that we set aside for this? Uh, what does uh, what does hope look like in the dark? How in the dark, you, you, in the dark, you light. cannot touch it. Candle. <laughs> yeah, light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Hebrews eleven one. <laughs> It's the faith of substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's Hebrews, yes. Yeah. That's Hebrews a, eleven. Read that. I mean, it it it's just uh, see. And and I apologize here. I and I know this too on how I was raised and brought up and the path and the career and the education and looking at finances and understanding retirement and everything. We just, uh, we just think we've got it all figured out. And then God tells us we don't because we're not sometimes we're grieving the spirit of God. And I'm sorry, I started this earlier today, but we, we, we just need to to allow the spirit to work within us and to show us and and sometimes just to to continue to be consistent in that our prayer and our walk and and i at times fail that because i'm so busy waiting for my knowledge to take you know and to understand and to look at and i know this well no i don't because i have to keep learning some things you know yeah. and i should know this and um uh, and sometimes God, no matter how crystal clear you think your your path is in the future, it gets changed. Mm -hmm. it is. And this COVID is a prime example of things changing drastically. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes our attention needs to be grabbed. We need to understand. We need to relook at it. And um, I, I, you know, it's easy to say and not is a lot harder to do <laughs> at times sure. but i think we have to all look at ourselves and in the mirror and figure out you know our path and if it has changed where does the lord want us to go isn't it interesting to think about the fact that that god <clears throat> god's plan included covid yeah it wasn't yeah. like God was surprised, and it's not like God surprised at, at our responses to it. Well, I don't think you should blame God. But it, it seems, though, that about every hundred years, there has to be a reminder yeah. Of, yeah. of something. Of I wonder some why kind. that is. Could it be because we have a problem remembering? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which is, again, one of the things that Israel did is they constantly were being reminded, this is how God... This is how you responded. This is how God responded. Remember. And they, and they still lost their way, and they yep. still were taken into captivity, and they, yep. and they still were crushed. Yep. And, and it just reminds me, I, I've, I've told you this, you know, 
I, I've talked about the fact that I had to take bonehead English and I, and I believe that my problem so often is that I have bonehead faith and I keep having to have refresher courses in it because I forget. Well, you aren't the only one, so. Well, uh, well, like, Dan, like Dan said, Dan, Dan mentioned uh, f faith is a substance, you know, and he mentioned evidence. So hope also, you've heard many people, politicians say, you know, hope is not a plan. Well, so our hope is, is based on the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah. our uh, hope is in a person. Our, our hope is a person. Yes. You know, it's funny. And you look at COVID and I've, I've, I've last point I'll shut up after this um, not likely <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible um, but you look at I have uh, uh, just nieces nephews in the medical profession a sister doc you think of our technology and our wisdom and where we're at today from a hundred years ago from the last pandemic and guess what we're no better it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter you know and it, God wants his attention, and we better start giving it to him, regardless of who we are and where we're at in our walk. <laughs> but we're well entertained, aren't, aren't we? Aren't we well entertained now, 200 years ago? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Another distraction from God. Yeah, we, 200, people, 200 years ago, people died, and right now they do too. <laughs> Nobody's stopping it. <laughs> but we're entertained with it. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing I will say is, is, and I'll just bring our official time together as a close and say this. God, I think that, that this Advent season is a great season for us to renew our hope in a person. Mm. Not mm. in a plan. Not in a party. Not in a country. But in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's where our hope should lie. That's where Praise we anchor our hope. And, and there was a quote here. I was trying to think. It was actually a, a song that's similar to this. Mm -hmm. uh, but it says, uh, this, the, the quote here is, uh, it's, an old, it's an old hymn. And I, can't, I, I didn't take the time to, to look it up. Uh, but it says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if you have to get on and off to work, that's fine. But just know this: there is a God who holds tomorrow in His hands, Amen. and He's not going to let you go. He knows what He's planning to do, and He's got a plan. And he's working out in your life and in my life, and that gives me hope for the future. Thanks for coming I hope, today. I hope it's built on nothing less. In Jesus' blood and righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Amen. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Psalm, Psalm 33, Val, to close, says, We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tom. What a great way to end our discussion officially.